Welcome back to the Metro Podcast. This is your host, Luke Matrinko. I'm here with my partner, Will Wilkinson. Will, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? Awesome. Uh, very exciting win last night for the Steelers. Um, but yeah, this week's episode, we wanted to basically go over week one, talk a little bit about how week one went um, with Kansas City winning their first game on Thursday night, the Bills taking care of business, the Packers with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams putting up a bunch of fantasy points. Uh, the Washington football team coming out with an upset. The Ravens taking care of business, stuff like that. Um, I first wanted to dive into the first Thursday night game, um, the Chiefs-Texans. The Chiefs ended up winning 34-20. to 20. Um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, their, uh, their new running back, had a very good first game for his rookie year. Um, what do you think about the game, Will? Yeah, like going off what you just said, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is really proving that uh, he might be able to make a big splash in the NFL now. Uh, Williams, who was obviously the looked-at starter for Kansas City, opted out of the season because of corona and everything. And, I mean, it gave Clyde the primetime spot to jump in and finally and be able to make the impact. And he's proving that he is going to make an impact. Right, dude. And that's the thing that uh, if I was Damian Williams, I'd be a little worried maybe um, for opting out, maybe losing his spot on the Chiefs. I know they probably will bring him back. He was a big role in that Super Bowl win. He had that last touchdown at the end of the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl. But uh, I don't know. I just kind of definitely like the way Clyde Edwards-Alaire played. I think he's going to prove that he probably will end up being the starting running back for the Chiefs for a long time if he stays healthy. Um but, yeah, the Chiefs took care of business. Um, I think the Texans, you could really see that they missed DeAndre Hopkins a lot in that game. Um, I feel like they struggled a lot throwing the ball. Just overall, the Chiefs just completely dominated this game, 34-20. Uh, to 20. I believe me and Will both picked the Chiefs to win that game. Um, yeah, moving on, I know we didn't do picks for every game, but I guess we'll, we'll go through a bunch of them. Um, Bills-Jets, the first one I see here, the Bills ended up winning 27-17. to 17. They took care of business. Um, I think the, uh, the Bills' defense played pretty well. I know Le'Veon Bell got hurt. He's out for a couple of weeks with, a, I think it was a knee sprain. Um, but, yeah, what do, what do you think about how Josh Allen played on Sunday? I thought Josh Allen played lights out. Still kicking myself for not starting him in fantasy this week, actually. Right, especially against that Jets defense that is not the best defense in the league for sure. So pretty dominating win for the Bills. Um, me moving on to the Packers and the Vikings. Um, this game was a little bit surprising to me. I kind of expected it to be a little bit more of a defensive battle up front, a lot more running the football. But DeAndre, uh, Devontae Adams had an unbelievable game. I think he had – 142 yards or something like that and a bunch of receptions over 10 receptions and I think he had what one or two touchdowns something like that but uh yeah I believe it was two right um but yeah I'm, it was a very high scoring game um I think the Vikings didn't look terrible they just overall could not stop Aaron Rodgers offense at all uh what, what do you think <laughs> no I mean the Vikings defense I didn't think looked very good in any way, but I mean, when you are playing an offense run by one of the best QBs in the NFL right now and still like just Aaron Rodgers showing what he's truly capable of yesterday really made the difference there. 
Right. And I I mean, I feel like a lot of people expected the Packers to come out in a type of a running kind of offense because that's what their main focus was, was fixing the line. They drafted a couple guys to help the running game. So to see the passing game, I mean, it doesn't surprise me seeing Devontae Adams show out like he did, but definitely a little bit of a surprise to see how much uh, they used the pass in that offense for sure. So, yeah, Packers won 43-34. Um and then you move on to the next game. The Washington football team was down 17 to nothing early in the second quarter, I believe. And they ended up going on a 27 to nothing run to beat yep. the Eagles. And they are actually the only team in the NFC East that won their game on Sunday or Monday. So yep. they're in first place. What did you think about them? Uh, I mean, that statistic alone right there is like, wow, the Washington football team is on top of the NFC East right now. But, uh, I mean, that game was I, – I thought Philly was going to come out in the second half and really just put it away and just end that. And, the oh, my God, that D-line is showing that they can be something to fear. Although, with that being said, the uh, Eagles' offensive line has been diminished because of injuries. And uh, Lane Johnson didn't start. They already lost Brandon Brooks in the offseason for the season. Uh, their offensive line is just really not looking like they're going to be in tip-top shape for much of this season. And it really showed that when you have guys like Ryan Kerrigan and Montez Sweat and the rookie Chase Young getting his first sack and I believe a half in that game. And I think Carson Wentz got sacked eight times, which when your QB gets sacked eight times, it's not looking good for your offense. Right. Um, yeah, that was actually a shout out to Ryan Kerrigan. I saw he just um, he now has the most sacks ever for the Washington football team's franchise. So give it out to him. I thought Chase Young played pretty well. He had uh, a forced fumble on Wentz either once or twice. I think it was only once, but I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Eagles really just could not get it going on offense after that first quarter. And it really had a big impact on their offensive line, but I, you got to give it out to the Washington football team though. I think Ron Rivera did a really good job getting them ready for that game. Um, and I, I think if the Washington football team wants to continue on this track, they really just got to play together because there's not really one guy that's going to be the biggest impact every week. Every guy's got to step up and, do their job. So, I mean, kudos to them. They got it done. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to see what they'll be able to do next week for sure. Um, and then you move into the your game, the Ravens and the Browns. Um, I just thought the Browns didn't even show up. Um, I think Mar Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters pretty much had them on seatbelts the whole game. Um, and Lamar did his thing. It's really the best way to put it. Um, they just full out were the completely better team on Sunday. Our secondary held Landry and Odell to a combined, I think, like eight catches for 80 yards. Wow. Which, when you're stopping two of like two guys like that, I don't, there's not much more you can do. And uh, not to mention Lamar, like, stuck to the passing game against Cleveland. I was surprised to see that. Although it also, like, seemed to me that, like, Lamar didn't even really have to do much. I mean, he threw the ball. I don't remember his exact passing stats. He was something like 20 completions, and he only he threw for less than 300 yards. Three touchdowns, though, no picks. Mark Andrews caught two of those TD passes. 
already looking good as like our still our number one red zone target. Hollywood had a hundred yards receiving, I believe. And our boy Miles Boykin, shout out Miles Boykin. I believe he had a couple catches uh yesterday. Yeah, I think or he was Sunday. Uh, yeah, I think he was three for thirty seven or something like that. I saw that, but uh I don't know. I was going to ask you a little bit. I was kind of surprised, but not surprised at the same time to see J.K. Dobbins get the time that he did. I just didn't really know how the Ravens were going to split the carries, but he ended up having two touchdowns, right, in his first game? Yeah. uh, Him and Mark Ingram both ran for like 20-something yards, and it seemed like they were going to use Mark Ingram at the beginning of the drives, and then as we got closer and closer to the end zone, J.K. started taking the load. Yeah, so maybe that's going to be a new thing for the Ravens this year when uh, they're in the red zone. It's going to be giving it to J.K. Um, but, yeah, Ravens dominated, 38-6 to win. Probably not the biggest surprise, even though the Browns did beat them last year in Baltimore, but Ravens' big game for them. Um, the next game was the Jaguars and the Colts. Um, this game kind of surprised me. I thought the Colts were going to come out a lot better than they did. But you got to give it to Garner Minshew and those guys in Jacksonville. I thought they played a really good game after losing Leonard Fournette. Um, just overall, I just they definitely deserved to win. They were definitely the better team on Sunday for sure. Definitely Minshew mania, one incompletion. Wow, twenty-seven to twenty Jaguars over the Colts. Um, you moving on to the next game, which was a pretty back and forth game between the Raiders and the Panthers. Um, the Raiders were on top, thirty-four to thirty. Um, I you got to give kudos out to Derek Carr. I thought he played a pretty well, a pretty good game. They got Josh Jacobs involved. I think he had two touchdowns. I believe he had three. Did three? Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, I think he did have three. Um, but then yeah, you look at uh, Teddy Bridgewater's first game. Um, I thought yeah, I mean I thought they played decent. It definitely went back and forth. They relied on Chris McCaffrey a little bit to get them, but uh, to stay in that game. But, uh, I don't know, it was definitely a back-and-forth game. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the, with that game, I was – I really liked seeing Teddy Bridgewater uh, kind of try and, like, walk into that starting role. Because, I mean, he sat behind Drew Brees for the last year or two, and he I feel like he's never been, like, a legitimate quarterback. And I like – I've always had a little bit of faith in Teddy, and I liked getting to finally see him as, like, a solidified starter. And I love the addition in Carolina of Robbie Anderson. I think that is a huge compliment to that offense. And him alongside uh, DJ Moore is definitely going to be something to watch out for for the rest of the season. Right. Uh, they didn't get, with... didn't get the job done in week one, but I would look for them to keep meshing and keep working together and getting past the fact that they didn't have a preseason or much time at all to prepare for any of this. Right. And yeah, that's a good point. Um, I do like Robbie Anderson in that offense. He definitely brings a vertical threat to that offense. I think he had like 22 points in fantasy. So he did bring a good role. I think the Panthers, man, they got a good offense going. Um, I wouldn't say they're like a, a top 10 offense, but they're definitely a good offense that could keep their defense in games. But that's their main problem, really. It's losing Luke Keekley to retirement. Um, they're going to need to figure out how to get that defense a little bit better, and they definitely will be a team that can compete. It's going to be tough for them to be playing against the Buccaneers and the Saints in their division to compete with them. But I don't know. I think the Panthers definitely could be a little bit better than people expected. Definitely excited about Teddy Bridgewater for sure, too. Um, but then, yeah, you move into the Bears-Lions game. Um, the Bears came up on top 27-23 to over the Lions. 
Um, I believe the Lions were actually winning um, by three touchdowns going into the fourth quarter. And Mitchell Trubisky had three touchdowns um, to win that game. I know DeAndre Swift dropped a pass in the end zone that he probably should have caught, and the Lions would have won. But the Bears rallied back and won that game. What do you think? In typical Mitchell Trubisky fashion. Not show up at all for the first part of the game, and then when it counts, you can count on Mitch. Right. I'm sure Barstool Big Cat is loving that right now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, you said it perfectly. Trubisky didn't show up for the first three quarters, and then he showed up in the fourth, and they got it done. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of how it works sometimes. As long as you show up at the right time, you can win a football game. That's really what that came down to. I was happy to see uh, my man, Adrian Peterson, still being able to produce. I believe he had almost 100 yards rushing in this first game in Detroit. Yeah, that's that's really awesome to see. I'm hoping that his career will definitely be able to continue uh, for sure. I know Frank Gore is now the starter with the Jets because Le'Veon is hurt. So that's kind of cool to see him continuing to play. Hopefully one day he'll be able to play in the NFL with his son, which probably yeah. won't. Could happen, but he needs another three years probably, but we'll see. Moving on to the next game, the Seahawks and the Falcons. Um, I think the Seahawks basically dominated this game. It's the, uh, They won 38-25. to um, I think the Falcons scored towards the end, so it made the score look a little bit closer than what it actually was, but the Seahawks pretty much dominated. Jamal Adams played out of his mind. I think he had 12 tackles. Bobby Wagner did a good job managing the defense, and Russell Wilson did his thing too. I think he had three touchdowns, maybe four. So, yeah, I think he actually had four through the air. Matt Ryan played a hell of a game too, though, at the same yeah. time. Yeah, you got to give it to them. Uh, Calvin Ridley had a pretty good game too. So I don't know. The Falcons aren't a terrible team. I just don't see their defense being able to get them to be – uh, playoff team it's going to be tough I mean they have a great offense and you're right Matt Ryan did play really well on Sunday but it's going to be tough for them to win games if their defense doesn't come in yeah um, yeah and then you move into the Patriots Dolphins game which was pretty funny because at the end of that game uh, some of the guys on the Dolphins apparently were trying to take off uh, Cam yeah they were not Cam. happy not <laughs> happy with Cam yeah what did, what did you think about uh how the Patriots played without Tom Brady and Cam Newton this week. I mean, I thought, I thought personally it was great. I love seeing Cam in an offense with the best coach of all time and getting it. Like I'm starting to hop on the train of it. Maybe it wasn't Brady and maybe it really was bill after week one. That's where I'm kind of headed with this, with this whole thought process. I mean, Cam Newton had, I mean, his stats were, he had, what, two rushing touchdowns, and he only threw, like, 20 times. Yeah, I, I think. I kind of agree with that. Um, I don't know. The Patriots did play pretty well on Sunday. They definitely took care of business, and Belichick got them prepared as well as he could. But uh, I think it's too soon to really see how well this really is going to work for them because they really only did play the Dolphins. Um, the Dolphins weren't a very good team last year. I know that they're on the come up a little bit compared to last year, but I think where it's going to be time to tell to see if uh, Cam can keep this going. I think he can. Um, he, I think he had two rushing touchdowns. Um, yeah. There was a lot. Yeah, they ran the ball a lot. So, I mean, if they can win the battle up front, uh, anything's possible for sure. So, yeah, Patriots won 21 to 11. Um, the next game, 
is the Chargers at the Bengals. The Chargers ended up winning 16-13 to 13 after Bullock um, missed Ugh. a tw- – I think it was like a 24-yard field goal right at the end. Um, very disappointing for Bengals fans. I'm sure Joe Burrow is very disappointed for his first game. Um, I, what did you think um, towards the end of that game, actually, um, Joe Burrow threw a little – out route to AJ Green in the side of the end zone by the pie line, and they called it pass interference. They said um, AJ what, what pushed off. That? Yeah, and they're being very, very. That was the one thing that I took from Week One is they're being very, very like. Um, I, I wouldn't even say cautious. They're just like they're throwing the flag a lot when uh, any receiver does any type of extension. I saw that a lot um, with the Cowboys yeah. game. We'll get into. We'll I was going to say, that. look at look at Gallup and Ramsey, but yeah, yeah. I mean, though, like it was like you, you can look at both of those and see where there was maybe a push off, but like normally you would never see a flag thrown on AJ Green did. I mean, there's going to be that tie up. There was, they have what, like they, he had probably a five by 10 box of space that he gets to work with in that. And when you're trying to stop him from scoring the game winning touchdown, yeah, he's probably going to get a little bit more physical than normal. I would like to see them let them play more, but I know at the same time, like, the refs got to do their job. Right, and then Bullock missing that field goal definitely crossed the bat. Yeah, that, was, that was the icing on the cake right there. Yeah, but, I mean, you got to – I kind of – you got to give it to Joe Burrow. I mean, it is his first game, and he wasn't – he played a decent Chargers team uh, defense. They got a pretty good secondary, so – I, I thought he played pretty well for his first game. I think they definitely have a future with Joe Burrow and, and Cincinnati for sure. Um, but, yeah, you're moving on to the next game, which kind of surprised me a little bit. You have the NFC uh, – the reigning NFC champions, the 49ers playing against the Cardinals in uh, San Francisco. And the Cardinals ended up coming out on top for their first win of the season, 24-20. to 20. Um DeAndre Hopkins had the most receptions of his career in the first game. Um, overall, I thought they played well on both sides of the ball. Kenyon Drake had a good game. Kyler Murray had a rushing touchdown. He had a pretty good game as well. Um, George Kittle got a little banged up. I believe he has a knee sprain right now. So, um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how the 49ers are going to play this out this year. But what, what did you think about that game? I thought it was awesome to see uh, Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins like already having that established connection, which was something that I was very unsure of. I know you were too. We talked about this off air, but uh, I was really happy to see that like they already have something going there. And for DeAndre Hopkins, 14 catches, 150 yards, never saw the end zone, but I mean, being able to, do that like obviously the offense is still producing and it's weird for me still weird for me to see my man's Larry Fitzgerald as a wide receiver too I mean with Kirk you might even be able to list him as a wide receiver three but it's first time in his career he's ever not been the WR1 out there which I'm sure he's fine with he's basically the big leader on that team he's the guy that people look up to so I'm sure he's okay with that. He knows what he's dealing with, with DeAndre Hopkins being who he is. So, overall, it was a great game by the Cardinals. I think Cliff Kingsbury definitely got them very prepared for that game. Um, yeah, I it really doesn't surprise me, I guess. I mean, it does surprise me. I know we did talk about DeAndre Hopkins not being able to produce possibly 
um, at the start of the season, but the, he proved that wrong. Kyler Murray was saying that he was hoping all three of those receivers were going to go over a thousand. I know he's shooting for the stars there, but he's got confidence yeah. in his game and his receivers. So watch out for the Cardinals, man. It was a big win for them week one. And then you get into one of my favorite games of the week was the Saints and the Buccaneers. The Saints ended up coming out 34 to 23. I did pick the Saints to win this game. It doesn't surprise me they won this game. But honestly, I know it is week one, but I was a little surprised to see um, Tom Brady's uh, offense kind of struggle a little bit. What did you think about that game? Yeah, Tom Brady made a couple of like very, very crucial mistakes in the uh, interception. And just like not being able to get themselves going. I think uh, the connection to Gronk, I think Gronk only had like two catches for 10 yards. Ronald Jones really wasn't getting it done. I think he only had like 60 yards on the ground. And they really just looked out of sync, in my opinion. It like wasn't, they weren't all there for week one, like everybody expected them to be. And I'm hope, like, I hope that this isn't going to be another one of those teams like Cleveland where on paper you look great but it never shows up on Sunday. Right. Um, I totally agree with that, too. I think the Saints, you got to give them a little bit of credit on defense. I thought they played Absolutely. a great game. Um, they got a great secondary with Malcolm Jenkins coming over from the Eagles, coming back to his former team, stuff like that. You got to give I, – I, overall, the Saints, I just think right now are a better team. I think if the Buccaneers can put it together, this will be – this probably could go down to the end, but you're right. You never know, man. It could end up being like a Browns team where they just have it great on paper and they just can't get it together. But you can't really say that yet. It's only week one. This is the first game Tom Brady's played with a new team after being with the Patriots for all the years that he was. He's got a new guys. I know Mike Evans really struggled. He only had one catch. I mean, he did have one touchdown, but one catch yeah. for two yards. Two yards. So, yeah, so that was uh, definitely a frustrating game. But you never know, man. You could, I could see the Buccaneers coming out next week um, firing, where all these guys, Chris Godwin, even Gronk maybe, and Mike Evans get a lot more yards and a lot more uh, targets than they did last week for sure. But, yeah, Saints took it first game. Didn't really surprise me. I figured Sean Payton. So moving on to the Rams-Cowboys game, that was the first Sunday night game. Um, you have the Rams winning this game in a close game, 20-17. to 17. The Cowboys kind of did get robbed at the end. Um, there was a pass interference with Michael Gallup and uh, – what's his name? Um, Ramsey. I don't know yeah. why. I just blanked. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey. Sorry about that. Um yeah, it was a pass interference call towards the end that changed the game for sure. Um, but overall, what did you think about this game? Uh, I I thought the Cowboys actually looked pretty good. I mean, I thought both teams actually looked decent. I I interference call Jalen definitely. I think the ref called more on and what he saw from Michael Gallup. I definitely don't necessarily again rest or... right. as bad as I um, can say that. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing with what we were talking about with the Bengals-Chargers game, that they're really being strict on that penalty this year for sure. But overall, I mean, I, I don't know. This game was kind of really back and forth. I thought both offense kind of struggled getting their offense fully going. Zeke had a pretty good game. Um, Amari Cooper came in towards the end a little bit, but 
overall, this is just kind of a week one kind of game. Both teams really, I feel like, just aren't really fully at their potential yet. But at the same time, that's what's been, like, so difficult, I guess, being a Cowboys fan is you got a team that is has the potential to be the best team in the league, a team that compete with the Ravens or the Chiefs or the 49ers or those teams. But they just, for some reason, cannot put it together. Um, I think it's too – obviously, it is too early to say that because it is only week one. But I don't know, man. The Cowboys definitely scare me. I could see them ending up being a pretty good team this year, but they're, they they kind of scare me. And that first game kind of proved that they're going to need some time together to get that offense going again. I think that their defense can get it definitely going, but their offense definitely needs some work. Um, yeah. So, yeah, did you want to add anything else to that? Or? Uh, the only thing about Dallas that I would like to see is uh, CD. Right. And it, it was his first game, so you got to give him that. But it is going to take him some time, I think, to Absolutely. fully be able to get in rhythm with and that for sure. Game in the NFL sometime around. Not a lot of teams have the established connection and they training camp for this was the first time that they've all and that's in the preseason where everybody gets to play, everybody gets to prepare. You get to see how other teams are looking, and we didn't have that. We jumped right into it. Right, and that definitely is what's hard for rookies to be able to get their rhythm in, in uh, the preseason, but they didn't have that this year. So, I don't know. I, I, kudos to a lot of the rookies that played this that played well this week because that was definitely tough for them. Um, I guess going into it, I really liked the way Chase Claypool played last night for the Steelers. I'll move into the Steelers-Giants game. Um, the Steelers ended up winning 26-16. to 16. Um an unbelievable defensive performance from them. It was a pretty funny stat. We texted about it last night. Uh, Big Ben had more rushing yards than Saquon. But, man, that just proves how good the Steelers' defense was. I felt like they were in the backfield every single play. They had 12 plays for negative yards. Um, Really, the only big play the Giants had was that touchdown that they had in, I believe, the second quarter to put it to 10-3. to it was a bad pass interference call the play before. I mean, it's it's a questionable one. I definitely thought it shouldn't have been thrown. There was definitely some contact with Joe Hayden on that play. But Stevie Nelson ended up getting beat by Darius Slayton for a little post route to the end zone for about 40 yards. So give it to the Giants. I thought the Giants um, – I thought Daniel Jones was pretty prepared for this game. He definitely played a little bit better than I thought he would. But, I mean, overall, it was just the Steelers pretty much dominated. I loved watching Ben back. Ben had three touchdowns, two to Juju, one to James Washington right before halftime. Just an overall good team effort. I think the Steelers are going to prove that I'm not going to be a biased Steelers fan and say that they're a team that could go all the way this year. But I definitely think they're a team that is going to be able to compete down the stretch for sure and maybe give the Ravens a run for their money for the uh, for the AFC North. We'll see in week seven. We will see. Um, I'm excited for that for sure. I'm yeah. definitely excited for the game uh, when we play you guys in Pittsburgh for Thanksgiving. On that's Thanksgiving. Gonna be on, yeah, that's going to be an awesome game, man. But I, I think it's really going to come down to the Ravens and Steelers probably have the two best defenses in the league. They proved that this weekend. It's really going to really depend on if Ben's going to be able to get the ball past the Ravens defense or Lamar's going to be able to get the ball past Steelers defense, which is definitely possible for both ways. But Dude, it I'm looked like excited. yesterday. It looked like yesterday. Every time Jones tried to give the ball to 
there was three Steelers in the backfield waiting for the waiting for him to give the handoff. Like they were already that, there. That see, dude, then that's the thing that I feel like a lot of people don't even realize who Bud Dupree is or like don't realize his potential, bro. But he is an all pro and he's on the other side of TJ Watt. So thinking about how scary that is. That we got I, I personally I know I'm being biased being a Steelers fan, but I think the Steelers have the two best DNs in the league. Like when you talk about duos like with like two guys on the same team, I definitely think they have the better DNs in the league. They got a great front seven. Vince Williams played great last night with Devin Bush. And I mean overall I just thought they were just unbelievable last night for it for it to be the first game. Uh the Steelers offense definitely struggled in the beginning. Uh, James Conner still battling that ankle injury. He ended up missing a lot of the game. Um, it was pretty disappointing to see that, but Benny Snell came in and did a great job with the offense. I think he had 100 yards rushing. So, And Ben looked great for not playing for a year at his age. So definitely happy with the win for sure. 26-16 Steelers. Um, and then you move into the last game of the week, uh, the Titans-Broncos. This game kind of surprised me a little bit. <laughs> Um, I really thought the, I mean, I was excited to see Drew Locke and see what he was able to do, but this game was just, I think both offenses kind of struggled a lot. Um, I know Steven Steven Gostowski. Yeah, Steven Gostowski. I think he missed three field goals. I thought it was was four. It might have been four, but, uh, and I think if the Titans would have gotten their offense together a little bit, they probably would have blown the Broncos out. But this game was a lot closer, and I think that has to do with it just being week one. But I don't know. Um, I think the Broncos proved that they can be a good defense, but it's definitely going to be tough on them not having Von Miller. Um, what did you think about the first game? I know Derrick Henry had uh, 116 yards rushing, so for good first game for him. What do you think? Yeah, and I honestly, early in the game, he was not doing very well. I think in the first quarter, he only had like 20 yards. and I was surprised to see how big the impact was on Denver's defense than not having Von Miller's there. And I don't even necessarily think it's like a physical impact. Like the, because Von Miller is that, is the mental leader of that team as much as he is the physical leader of that team. And it, like, they, and everything. And it, they didn't have the, uh, the guy to like build them back up like Von Miller always did. Right. I totally, yeah, I totally agree with you on that. It's going to be tough for them to get that defense fully on sync without their team captain. But, I mean, I think Drew Locke has a lot of potential. I thought he played pretty well last night. Didn't Definitely didn't have a bad game for sure. They just couldn't get it done towards the end. Um, but, yeah, Titans 16-14. It was a great first week. I really enjoyed watching week one. Some upsets with the Washington football team and stuff like that. But, overall, it was a great first week. I'm sure both of us were excited because both our teams got a good win. But uh, moving to week two. So on Thursday night on September 17th, you have the Browns and the Bengals in Cleveland. What a um, Thursday night game. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not the, not the most viewed game probably going to be on Thursday night for sure. But you do have Burrow against Mayfield, if anybody's really excited to see that. Uh, what do you, how do you think this is going to go? You think the Browns are going to have kind of a revenge from last week, or you think Burrow's going to have a really good night? No, I think Joe win of the season. I think the Bengals step it up a little bit in week two, even on a short week. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think I'm going to take the Bengals with you too. I think this is going to be a really back-and-forth game just because it is a divisional game. Um, I think both defenses are going to come out pretty pretty good. 
Um, it's going to be – I kind of see this being a little low scoring. I Whatever the over-under is on that, I'd probably take the under on it. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what uh, Joe Burrow is going to be able to do against an AFC North opponent for sure. But, yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals winning this game. Um, so, yeah, we're going to – I'm going to pick, like, two – two or three games on uh, at one o'clock and then we'll pick two games at four 30 and then we'll do the night games. But uh, so I guess we can start out with the Eagles and the Rams and that game is in Philadelphia. What do you think about that one? Uh, I mean, after watching the Rams Cowboys game, I know the Rams are coming off that win. Um, I, I also really look for Carson to get his redemption this week. I think, as long as that, as long as the Eagles' offensive line hold up against Aaron Donald, which obviously is one of the toughest things to do in the NFL, is stopping them in. And with their new line, I don't see them being able to do a super amazing job at it. But I think I would safely take the Rams in this game. But I would look for if the offensive line can stop Donald, I'd look for the Eagles to maybe also come out on top. It just all depends on what they're able to do. Yeah, so who would you pick? I'll probably take L.A. in this one. Okay, yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, just watching how – I mean, I can definitely see the Eagles bouncing back a little bit. I know they're probably very – a little pissed off about how they played uh, those last three quarters on Sunday. But, I mean, if they can't stop the Redskins' D-line, which is not a bad D-line, they're going to have some serious problems with Aaron Donald and that Rams D-line on Sunday. And I think that might be the main battle between it. I think the Rams are just going to win up front battle. I like the Rams running backs with what they did on Sunday. Um, I don't know. I think Jared Goff gets this done. I would say 24 to 17 maybe. Um, but, yeah, so we both got the Rams winning that game. Uh, I can move over to the Falcons and the Cowboys. What do you think about that game? It's in Dallas. Uh, both coming off of a week one loss. I like the I like the Falcons offense right now. I think Calvin the Calvin Ridley connection with Matt Ryan's doing really well. Obviously they have Julio. I I'm excited to see if Todd Gurley can revive his career in some way in Atlanta. I know he had a touchdown like sixty yards on Sunday. But I'd like to see him obviously do a lot more and become more of an impact player on that offense. And Dallas, I I don't know. I just don't – neither of the teams have, like, outstanding defense. So I'd look for maybe this game even to be a little bit more on the higher scoring side. But I think I'd take Atlanta in this one. Yeah, honestly, I agree with everything you just said. It's going to be a very high-scoring game, I think. I think Zeke, if you have Zeke in fantasy, you should be excited for this game. I think he could have a huge game in fantasy. Amari Cooper probably will have a big game. And I can see Dak throwing for over 400. But uh, the Falcons offense, man, they're just something else. They really do have a good offense there. Calvin Ridley had a great game. Julio's going to show up. Uh, I hope Todd Gurley has another good game, and Matt Ryan probably will have a good game too. So the, I could see that being like a 38-35 kind of game. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm going to take the Falcons with you. Um, yeah, I'm just going to move to – let's see. I guess we'll do the Steelers-Broncos game too for the last 1 o'clock games. What do you think about that? Um, The Broncos, like, um, again, last night, the Broncos, Drew Locke, he act- didn't look terrible. He didn't look great, though. And 
the way their offense was flowing, Noah Font actually is, I think, proving to be one of the best young tight ends in the NFL. Yeah, he had a great game last night, for sure. Making a big impact in his second year in the NFL in the league. Uh, I definitely would still look for you guys to shut down the young quarterback, the bullies that you are. (laughs) Yeah, see, that's – I think I would take Pittsburgh in that one. Right. I mean, you know, I'm probably going to take Pittsburgh too. But, uh, I mean, it really comes down to, do you think that Drew Locke is going to be able to do more than what Daniel Jones did this past week? Uh, Um, Yeah, I think he'll be able to do more than Daniel Jones. But I think you guys will also be able to do more against the Broncos defense. Yeah, honestly, you got to give credit to the Giants' uh, D-line last night. They did a pretty good job in the first couple quarters that we really didn't have a, a – you didn't really see a lot of good gains on running uh, plays for the Steelers last night until the second half for sure. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's the Steelers' first home game. Ben's finally back playing at Hines. Um, I think their de- our defense is going to come out firing again. As long as, man, as long as this defense stays healthy, man, they're going to keep us in every game this year. It doesn't matter who we play. Um, but yeah, definitely going to take the Steelers. I think we're going to get a big win on Sunday for sure. Um, yeah, we'll move to the first four or five game. You got the Cardinals playing the Washington football team in Arizona. Well, what do you think? Uh, I think that this is another, uh, chalk it up to the offense kind of thing. I think Kyler Murray and the boys definitely get the job done in their home stadium. Obviously, they have to be careful with this Washington defensive line who has proved that when you have a not-so-great offensive line, they will get to you, and they will take down your quarterback. But Kyler is way more elusive than Carson Wentz at the same time. So hopefully Kyler can, if he needs to, get out of the pocket, make some plays with his feet, and still be able to get the ball downfield to Hopkins, Fitzgerald, and Kirk. Right, and that's the one thing about this game, a, a kind of a matchup that is kind of a nightmare almost for the Washington football team is I don't really see them having a corner that's going to be able to keep up with DeAndre Hopkins the whole game, which yeah, might yeah. be a tough, and I could see him having another big game. I look to see him getting his first touchdown of the year for sure. Um, but, yeah, I think the Cardinals take care of business for sure. But, I mean, we said the same thing about the Eagles last week, so you never know. Yeah. Um, then we'll move to the Texans and the Ravens in uh, Houston, the yep. Houston's first home game against the Ravens, one of the better teams in the NFL. Um, I'm going to let you go. What do you think? Uh, I, I, I'm definitely going to take Baltimore in this, and that bias where I'm biased. I, wouldn't, I don't see Houston being able to really do all that much against our secondary and our defense without – I think they really missed DeAndre Hopkins. David Johnson is has he was really good this past week, and he's going to be uh, probably the guy that we really need to look out for. Obviously, Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, but I think we have the uh, have the weapons to stop the passing game. And uh, our rookie middle linebacker Patrick Queen really showing that he can make a difference too in the rushing game. I think he had like eight or nine tackles on Sunday against uh, Cleveland, and uh, yeah. I. I definitely would pick the Ravens to win this game. I don't think it'll be super like a blowout like Cleveland. I don't think it'll be like a pointer. Like I don't think it'll be a field goal, maybe not even one touchdown, but I think we definitely come out on top in this game. 
Right. I agree with you. Um, Texans, I guess, really the only advantage they have is they did have 10 days to prepare for this game, which could help. But at the same time, I don't I think Deshaun Watson's going to really struggle. And that's the one thing about their game last week is you could just tell they really do miss DeAndre Hopkins. And then going from losing a game to the Chiefs and then having to play the Ravens, who have the two best corners in the league when you have that duo. Um, at cornerback, so I think it's going to be kind of the same kind of thing. Deshaun Watson might struggle a little bit throwing the ball, which is going to make it tough. David Johnson's going to have a, to have a huge game if they're going to win this game, but I definitely see the Ravens taking care of business again. I, I see Lamar having another highlight real game, so definitely taking the Ravens for sure. Um, and then you got the Chiefs and the Chargers. Uh, what do you think? Uh, uh, I didn't think the Chargers really played that an outstanding game. Not winning their game, but I thought uh, them coming, like coming out the way they did, they were decent, but they still don't seem like they have everything together. Obviously Kansas city is always going to have everything together from day one when they need it to be. And I thought they looked great in their first game against Houston. And uh, I mean, Kansas the obvious choice here. Yeah, Kansas City, man, they got they they're just like the Texans. They got ten days to prepare for the Chargers. The Chargers, I don't know. I think that the the Chiefs have a better defense than the Bengals. The Chiefs, I thought, pretty played pretty well. They got a a, a very good pass rush against the Texans on thir- last Thursday night. So I see that to continue. I think Tyrod's going to struggle, and I think the Chiefs are just going to completely take this game over. I could see them this being a huge win for the Chiefs for sure, but. uh yeah, going into the this is uh, uh this is a pretty good game actually Seahawks Patriots it's on eight it's at eight twenty, it's in Seattle too. What do you think? Uh, I like the matchup. I think uh, and Russ will definitely definitely date the Seahawks, but I do like I I do think it won't be like a blowout in any way. I think it'll be some probably within two scores uh, as long as Cam in the game. I think the Patriots have a good defense to hold Russ a little bit in that offense. Obviously, with Stephon Gilmore, some of their defensive pieces are still there, the McCordys. I think as long as they can hold Russ's passing game a little bit, then this game will be close at least. But I think I still yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to take Seattle with this as well. I think their offense is going to do a good job. I think you're right. Patriots are, could have a, a good game defensively, which could make Seattle struggle a little bit. But I definitely think that uh, Russell Wilson's going to get it done. I'm sure. Uh, I'm, would you think that Stefan Gilmore is going to shadow DK Metcalf the whole game? Or you think he's just going to stay on one side? So he's either covering Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf. I'm not really too sure how they're going to do that. But I don't know. Yeah, I definitely think the Seahawks are definitely a better team. Jamal Adams, I love that that uh, the Seahawks got him. Um, it's a very good addition to that team. Um, but, yeah, definitely Seahawks win this game. I think it's going to be closer than people expect. But, yeah, I think Belichick will have them ready enough to make this a good game for sure. Yeah. Um, and then you get into the last game of week two. You got the Raiders playing their first game in Las Vegas in that new stadium against the New Orleans Saints. Um, the New Orleans Saints, I honestly, I've always really liked the Saints. I, 
I just think that they're a great football team. They got a great coach at Sean Payton, Drew Brees, uh, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. They got Emmanuel Sanders now, like Traquan Smith, Jared Cook. They just got an unbelievably weapon-like offense. So, and I like their defense too. So, I, I think it's going to be too much for the Raiders. I think Derek Carr is going to struggle maybe a little bit. Um, but I, I can see Josh Jacobs maybe having another good game too. But I'm going to yeah. take the Saints win in this game. Yeah, I definitely take New Orleans. I think, uh, yeah, I think I do agree. I think the year, but I think Josh Jacobs will be able to produce on the ground still, despite that. I'm changing one or two counts. I was like the Saints, like to hold you. And I think even with that, though, the Saints for days to handle. Right. So, yep, that's our week two wrap up. Um, we're going to actually get into there's a big game in the NBA tonight on uh, Tuesday, nine o'clock tonight. You got game seven with the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Clippers. Whoever wins that game goes to the Western Conference finals to play the Lakers. Um Man, this game, I'm very excited for it tonight. I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, there is – you got Jamal Murray basically going up against Kawhi and those guys. Um, how do you see this game going tonight? I can't Kawhi in game seven. I can't – or in game seven, it's going to be – it's still going to be a very close game. Don't get me wrong. I think the Nuggets have played very well. And even Jamal Murray, yeah, he's been going off, but – he wouldn't be where he is if he didn't have the compliments, especially with like Michael Porter Jr., the way he played in game six. I think the, I think it's still going to be a close game. Probably decided by uh, 15 points or less. And Clippers win LA for the finals this year, Western Conference finals. Uh, right. Exciting. Very exciting. Right. I, I agree with that. Um, kind of. I don't know. I just kind of think it really just depends on which team is going to have everybody come out and play tonight. Like, yeah, if Kawhi's on his stuff, he's going to have a really good game and they could win. And if Jamal Jamal Murray's got to come out <coughs> and play, be the point guard that he's been in the bubble. He's been one of my favorite players to watch in the bubble. Um, I think Jokic is going to have to play a very, very good game. I could see him probably needing to score over 20, 25 points tonight to be able to win. But, uh, man, I'm going to take the Clippers to win just because I think they're they're deeper. I think Lou Will comes off the bench, and that's going to just be a very uh, big factor in them winning tonight. I just really think it's going to depend on the bench points tonight for sure to see who's going to come out on top because that's going to be like a college game tonight. They're going to play really good defense. Um, But, yeah. Really excited to see Jamal Murray go up against Kawhi. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm going to take the Clippers playing L.A. in the Western Conference Finals, which would have been really cool if they weren't in the bubble because it would have been one of the first series that I can remember where it's a Western Conference Finals and they're playing in Staples Center every night, which would be interesting. But, uh, but yeah. You have to repaint the court every couple games. Yeah, well, what do you th- – yeah, like that would just be ridiculous for the people that get the games prepared for them. But uh, what do you think about the start of the Eastern Conference final that I think starts on Friday, I believe? I could be wrong. Um, you got the Heat that upset the Bucks, which was the team that you actually picked when we did our predictions for that. 
um, beating them four to one, and they're eight and one in the playoffs, going up against Celtics, who I think the Celtics are a lot more uh, skillful. Like they definitely are, like overall better team on paper for sure. You got Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, those guys, Jalen Brown, uh, Marcus Smart, all those dudes. But I mean. I don't know, man. I really like the the way the Heat are playing. They got Jimmy Butler as the leader, and they got guys like Tyler Hero and all them just really coming together as a team, proving that you don't need a superstar on the team to be able to, you know, go to the Eastern Conference Finals and beat the number one seed pretty bad. Almost yeah. brought the broom out. Their game but, one uh, is actually tonight. Is it really tonight? Oh, wow. 630. Oh, okay. Never mind. Definitely going to watch that game tonight, too, for sure. But, uh, so, yeah, so you, you took the Clippers, right? Yeah. Are you taking the Nuggets? Yeah, definitely take you LA. T- okay. So, yeah, we're both taking the Clippers to play the two LA teams for the West, and you got the Heat and the Celtics playing in the East to go to the NBA championship. Um, but thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the Metro Podcast. We're going to come back again next week, probably talk a little bit more about the NBA playoffs again and definitely get into our – week two results and get back more into week three and try to come up with some more topics we're going to talk about too. Uh, make sure you give the Instagram a follow and just made a Twitter account as well. Make sure you give that a follow as well. But uh, thank you guys for listening today. Peace out.